episode coming at you. We got Destin from Spurs Wave and uh, Clan the Spurs fan on YouTube and <coughs> on Facebook as well as Spurs Dynasty. He drops in major Spurs fan. If you're not following any of his stuff, you need to be. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get started with that, Sirenova dropped that beat. Destin here, joining us from Spurs Wave What's on Instagram, good? Clan the Spurs fan on YouTube. What up, dog? What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? It's going good, man. We're one and one. We stole one on the road. No one thought we were going to do it. It was kind of like it was a battle of who of two very bad road teams. You know, who's, who's going to be less terrible on the road? And, well, we made a statement in game one. What, did, what were your thoughts kind of on the way we came out of the gate to start the playoffs? Uh, um, I think to start game one, uh, I think DeMar DeRozan came out extremely, extremely aggressive. And I know a lot of people kind of got on to him as far as his uh, field goal percentage because mm-hmm. it was low. But his whole mindset was just attack the entire game. And I think the bench played uh, well. I, I feel like with L.A., I think he kind of – I don't know. I felt like he was kind of complaining a little too much, but even at the end, he hit huge free throws. So, mm-hmm. yeah, first first game, he. I mean, everyone did fine it was for the first game. We definitely outplayed them and controlled the game. So yeah, I like the first game. Yeah, we played well. I think they played well too. You know, and I think that their inexperience showed, and the lack of being in the moment showed, and and that's kind of what I'm banking on. You know, as a Spurs fan, it's yeah. like Denver's a good team. They're the second seed, but they mm-hmm. are so young. I remember the coach, Coach Malone, was saying that they were like the eighth youngest playoff team ever in history. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, you know, these guys really are young, but that's that's going to hurt them against a team like the Spurs, against a coach like Pop. And that happened in game mm-hmm. one. I was so excited. And, you know, let's, like our bench, dude, like, you know, Rudy Gabe had a huge game one, and that's kind of what <clears> – <throat> He was a plus 10 in game one and a minus 10 in game two. You know, he really did oh, wow. help us in game two. And those last couple plays in game two, I kind of I kind of feel like Rudy was in the middle of it. But he played good in game one. And we all came out. We we're moving the ball. Um, DeMar had 18. LaMarcus had 15. Bryn had 15. And Derek White had 16 yeah. in game one. I mean, it's like that, that starting unit had a really balanced scoring. And... They came out just on fire. I loved it. My thing, like, I know you mentioned Rudy Gay, mm-hmm. and I know he played, you know, decent in the first game, but even in the first game, he, he really bothered me. Like, the, the those two games, and I love Rudy Gay, like, and I know we need him, and I just think back of last season how he came out in the playoffs and tried to take on that Kawhi role when Kawhi was doing Kawhi things. And I just thought that that was, like, awesome. And this season, in this playoff series, I feel like even in the first game, because he had, what did you say, 14? Yeah. Yeah, so he had 14 points. But then, if you recall, near the end of the game, he didn't secure a rebound. Murray grabbed it from him, and then he got an M1. And that really gave them a lot of momentum, and we could have that game could have slipped away. And then in this game, you know, kind of the same. He had, you know, turnover. He took some bad shots. Um, He was looking for a lot of calls. Mm -hmm. So I was looking more so for Rudy to have kind of like a uh, us-against-the-world mindset and be a little tougher than he's been these these two games. I feel like he's just been looking for way too many calls. I, I don't. I don't really know what's that, what that's from, to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't know who's winning the battle, the battle right mm-hmm. now between 
between Millsap and and Rudy Gay. Uh, yeah. Rudy uh, Rudy is playing well in, in spurts, you know, and there's some times where, he, like you said, it's just you're not sure if he's if it's the lineup he's out there with, you know. I kind of feel like Maybe. I kind of feel like when he's out there with Demar and and Lamarcus, he he uh, he's very passive and selective. Instead of mm-hmm. you know when he's out there with with Marco and De- and Davis. You know, it's just the driving, kick and shoot, and you know, mentality. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I honestly think he is one of the biggest X factors in this series because if he's guarding the player on the other team that has the most experience with with Millsap, well, not not just him, mm-hmm. but on a lot of possessions, it's it's him. And if he can kind of take care of that, you know, then and, it's like okay, he, good. Yeah. And, no, I was just gonna say, and he's—I mean—he's virtually un, unstoppable just with his size and everything. So he's—he definitely—he definitely can be an X factor in the series. So who's your X factor? Nobody really has that. Who's your X factor? Uh, my X factor would be Derek White. Okay. Like for for sure, just because like Demar Derozan, like it's it's a gimme that Demar Derozan LA is gonna have to do their thing. Um, but I don't think Denver was really banking on the fact that Derek White will be as effective as he's been and shooting as well as he's ha- he have. I mean, they've been leaving him open for three. They've been getting off of him to try to guard DeMar. So I really do think that he's probably – and it, I mean, there could be multiple X factors, but I definitely think Derek White is one of the big X factors of the series just because, you know, we don't really have a big three, but then when Derek White – done what he's done these last two games we we have a big three yeah we do so he can and you can't you can't double team DeMar DeRozan and leave Derek White open you just can't he, he's too explosive yeah yeah he so. had 17 in game one 16 in game two um if we look at you know the other big part of what he does for us and that's create, you know, for, for players. He's doing a very good job of that. I think Bryn has just stepped up. Bryn has yeah. stepped up. Have you seen this guy? Have you seen like the looks yeah. on his face and the swag he carries. And sometimes he's, he's walking off with like a smirk over looking over his shoulder type deal. Like he's in just, he's yeah. in this mode right now. I'm loving it. Yeah, ever since he built some of that muscle over the offseason, he's been really showing it off. He's, he's, just, he's, he's so, I don't, I don't know, he's, he's pretty awesome. I, I love it. I talk about that, like, all the time, what you just said, like, how arrogant he can be on the court. Like, you're the smallest person on the court, but then you hit a three, and then you just look like, you know, you're, you know, LeBron or something. Yeah. Yeah, just the way you're walking, the chest out. You know, mm-hmm. I like his whole demeanor, and I think everyone on the team have that type of demeanor where they're just like not, not arrogant. I mean, he's not arrogant. I know I said that, but more so like, you know, we're 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 someone you don't want to mess with, and he definitely has that type of uh, thing going on with him. Yeah, it's awesome. He plays with that chip in his shoulder. He, I love it when he comes out and hits his first shot. And it's just like mm-hmm. let's, let's fucking go, you know. He has that. He has yeah. that kind of like attitude, and he's just kind of like nodding his head as he, you know, runs back down the other side. Which he in game one, I mean, he dropped fifteen points. He did awesome, but in yeah. game two, I think he came out, hit the first bucket, and then we really didn't see much of him for the rest of the game. He only finished with five points, and I, I think that Denver played two really good games. One, we won. The the next one, they went on an eight eight zero run in the last three minutes of game two. I mean, pretty much Jamal Jamal Murray won him that game, and yeah. he's someone I feel that we do have to worry about. We're so focused on on the big man in the middle, and we're really gonna put it in Harris's hands and in Murray's hands and Barton's hands, and mm-hmm. you know Paul Paul Millsap can't be that guy. To, to carry them it's got to be those guys it's got to be Beasley yeah. right it's got to be these guys that are gonna have to step up and they're gonna they're going through those trials and tribulations where are they gonna be on tonight if they're not gonna be on who's gonna step up who's the who's the next guy they don't know you know it's like okay yeah. so if 
Jokic is creating, or we're turning him into a playmaker, the way we're defending him, and Jakob has done a great job playing him mm-hmm. one-on-one. I, I like him one-on-one. Like, he's going to score. He's going to get maybe 10 points on Jakob, but we don't need to double, but I feel like it's strategic. We're doubling on purpose because we want to put the ball in all these other guys' hands that we don't think that they can actually carry the load to get it done in a playoff matchup. And they got to learn how to do it. You know what I mean? It's not just something that's given. It's something that's learned that we had to go through. OKC had to go through it. Um, You know, Golden State had to go through it. Portland had to go through it. You know, like all these teams haven't really had these long playoff runs until they, you know, actually, to be honest, it's always us. It's always us that we're yeah. giving those lessons. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> Timmy, Tony, and Marty were just serving up these young teams hot. Like, oh, my God, y'all don't have no clue. Y'all don't know how I have no yeah. clue. And they had to figure it out. And Denver hasn't done that yet. So what do you think, you know, coming home, like, what's the expectation coming home on the defensive side of the floor? Is Murray going to be a huge problem moving forward in these next two games? I, I really do. You know what? I, and I say this with most like most respect I can. Um, Denver is fucked. And, I, I like, I really mean that. I really believe that Denver is fucked when it comes to going, to, going against the Spurs this series for the rest of the series because mm-hmm. these last two games – They've been at home. Um, they're, they're a team that's very easy to get down on themselves. Like they, they are quick yeah. to just kind of give up on themselves. Well, did you hear and, what Paul Millsup and the coach were saying after Game One? Hey guys, you know we should feel good about what we've done this season. It's, guys, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like hey, like let's just go out there and do our best. And you know what? It's like that's like something you tell an eighth seed that shouldn't have been there. Yeah. Like guys, we made it. We were in the playoffs. Oh my God. I feel great about that. Let's just, let's just go out there and fuck it. You know, like the Warriors did in 08 against Dallas, you know, like guys we fucking snuck in. Now let's fucking wreak some havoc. No, these Dude. they were the second seed. After, after game two, Mike Malone came out and I just sat there. I can't believe I watched the whole thing. He talked for like 10 minutes. To the media and just kept talking like a fucking like inspirational speaker yeah. it was like this is ridiculous he, he just he was just like and you know it, it takes so much pride to go out there and do what you i'm like <laughs> you're getting paid millions of dollars like yeah. this, this <laughs> isn't a peewee league this yeah. isn't you know it, this, this is ridiculous yeah like and and i was just watching it and listening to him talk and i'm just thinking in the back of my head yeah you guys you guys are screwed. You're not going to be able to stay with the Spurs for a whole series. And even with that, the first two games of the series, they've been banking on their crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. the first thing Murray said after the game, because they asked him about, you know, how did you go out there and put up that performance in the fourth? And he started talking about how he saw the towels waving and how he just got energetic by the crowd. I'm like, Dude, you guys that's are cute. so screwed. Like, that's cute, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cute. Because I'm just, I, I was just lost for words, man. I, I, I know that they're just screwed. I'm, I'm looking at this series. I'm looking at uh, how they're playing. I see that they get down themselves. Mike Malone has to exert way too much energy to get them back in the game. They're riding off of their crowd. They've already split the series 1-1. Spurs had control of 90% of the series thus far. Yeah. They're, they're kind of screwed. Spurs huh. could very well, and I mean this, they could very well win in five. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. They, they were, and I kind of felt that, okay, so this kind of ties into like the last three minutes of, of, of uh, game two. They Jokic yeah. hits a shot. <clears throat> I think we come down, we miss a shot. Murray comes down, hits a three on Derek White. And Derek White yeah. did a fantastic has done a fantastic job yeah. on D. And yeah. Murray's first three that he pulled was deep. It wasn't in rhythm. He looked like he rushed it and it just went in. You know? So it's yeah. like, okay, and Derek White's like, there's nothing else I can do about that. But then we come down and Rudy Gay takes kind of a 
an ill-advised three. You know, there was a defender closing out pretty hard. I think Rudy Gay is usually smart about attacking the defender and taking that one dribble pull up. You know, I think he he has that was kind of a a questionable three-point shot. It was off a kickoff from DeMar DeRozan. And so we missed that shot. I think they come down. Murray takes another three. We go down. Rudy Gay turns it over, trying to feed it into LaMarcus. And honestly, I went back. I went back and looked at it. Jokic mm-hmm. just played good D. That was just good D. Like man, like when Rudy made that pass, it was there. Jokic spun around LaMarcus, got oh. a hand on the other side, okay. and knocked it out of the yeah. way. And we turned it over. And and then they kind of, I think they came down and scored again. And then all of a sudden, from going one hundred one to one hundred two, um, it was one hundred one. Was it one hundred nine or something like that? And yeah, I think. Shoot, I, I forgot what I was. Why I brought this up? Oh, mm-hmm. we are coming home. We're we're. I think ninety percent is about right that we've been in control of this series. And yeah. I don't know if the end of game two was us really blowing it or Jamal Murray just having an out-of-body experience playoff moment. Like, that was his moment, and, like, that's all well and good, but now we're going on to San Antonio. Um, Let's talk about Popovich's technical really quick. (laughs) What does the guy guy got to do to call a timeout, man? Damn. Like, I... I, Man. (laughs) That, That... those refs were a victim of that crowd. I think that game, like when you just said that, you know, was it us blowing it? Was it – I think it was a little bit of us blowing it just because, you know, like you said, I mean, Rudy Gay had some turnovers at the end. It was our shot. Um, you know, it, it, a little bit of blowing it. And Murray had an out-of-body experience. Um, but it was a lot of calls that were missed, calls that, you know, they, they didn't call, like on uh, Brent Forbes. And I think they they just got – into the moment, yeah. And you know he can't. He went. You know I hate refs like this, and I can't. I don't know the ref's name. I don't know which particular ref he is. Um, but I did not recognize him, and I cannot stand refs that get into a pissing contest yeah. with coaches. Mm-hmm. And I feel I feel like as soon as he saw that Pop was showing him out, he he gave him a tech. Yeah. Honestly, that could have just slid under the rug because Popovich. If you read his lips, he didn't say nothing crazy. He no. just said, I was trying to call a timeout. Yep. yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I think he just got into a, a pissing contest with him. He didn't like the fact that he showed him out because you hear, heard the crowd saying, boo, oh, yeah. my God, look, you going to let him talk to you like that? Yeah. And he gave him a take. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, man, these refs are awful. And I'm not even one to really complain about refs because, mm-hmm. like I said, there's – Stuff on our end where I said, okay, we we messed that up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But but giving Pop a take in that situation, that was that was you right right. It was off ridiculous. The this is this is playoff basketball, and you know what? It's shout a, out a close to, game. Yeah, shout out to Ime Udoka for fucking riding or die with Pop. I don't know if you if you go back and look at it, look at Ime Udoka, bro. Uh-huh. Fucking pissed, bro. He like goes to the other side, tells the ref he was trying to call out, man. What the fuck? Some shit like that. Like, come on, man. The fuck? Yeah. And he was just all mad, dude. And he's talking to someone yeah. to one of the refs on the other side, like, hey, you saw us over here. You should have been called the timeout for him since he didn't see he was talking all this shit, dude. Like Ume, yeah. Ume was 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 ride or die last I mean, night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, wasn't it wasn't it like a one possession game? It was one or two possession game at that point. And then when you gave, I think they went up by three or went up by four. It was bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it was a it big was call. A close game. That was a big call. It went it went from us trying to call time out to set something up on the offensive end to try to score yeah. to giving them the bucket and the ball, like. The fuck, dude? dude for and, trying to call time and, out. Like in football, in football, like every inch, every oh. centimeter matters. Oh yeah. In football, and and in basketball, every second matters. That's why Popovich was so angry. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, motherfucker, we need this time. Like, even if it was two seconds, three seconds, I we gonna need that. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and and I understood him being upset. And when he was going at the ref, honestly, 
I thought, okay, they're gonna they're gonna let it go because it's playoff basketball. I saw players going up to Pop like, all right, Pop, it's all right. And, and, and when he gave him that tech, I said, man, this is straight up out of you being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You were just embarrassed. Well, Pop can do that to you. <laughs> What'd you say? So yeah, but Pop can do that to you. He can embarrass the shit out of you if he wants. Oh yeah, he can. Yeah, he really can. All right, so we got two more home games, man. What do you see, man? What What are you seeing out there? How How are we? How in what areas do you think we're excelling? What areas do you think we need to make a couple adjustments to um, on the offensive end or on the defensive end? I mean, our lineups are pretty solid. You know, our starting five yeah. is, is Jakob and with the normal starting four. And then we have Patty Mills usually being more Marco. Patty Mills was the first one coming off the bench in game one. Marco was the first one coming off the bench in, in uh, game two, if I'm not mistaken. Um mm-hmm. But Davis is playing well. He's they're they're playing just like our regular season basketball. And our rotation we're about eight eight guys deep. Nine guys? Nine guys deep. Yeah. And uh Yeah. What what where's the balance, man? Like like in your eyes, what what do you what do you think we have to do to be successful at home? I think of course I think we can win with the matchup we have right now. Um I d I'm not crazy about uh, going small at all, I would try to play Jakob as much as we can play him. And if if you take him out, I say put in an, another big man. I mean, that, I mean, put it. I don't know about putting in Demo. I guess you would have to put in Demo, but it, it's just I don't know. It's 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 rough when when LA is center for me. I just I'm I'm not crazy about it. Um, but one thing I think that we should do and. I just don't see it happening, but and, and it might seem like a fandom thing to say. I really do believe that we should allow Lonnie Walker to play a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think even near the end of the season, I really felt as if he was feeling it. He was understanding the offense. He was understanding the defense because you think earlier in the season when we went against the Warriors, he didn't understand the defense or the offense. Now he seems like he understands it. And even when he comes in for his garbage time, he's grown already where he comes in and he passed the rock. He's like, I don't have to score. You know, he, he's already being that guy. And I think against this Denver team, even in this last game, I think if you play Loney for at least five, ten minutes, just give him some, some minutes, I think it would have put a little pressure on them because, honestly, our lineup, you know, just against this team, just against the Nuggets, our lineup is not that athletic, and I think that a guy like Lonnie Walker can make probably a few things happen. He plays good defense. He can he can rattle them just a little bit, and I and I believe that his athleticism can match anybody on their team. So, oh my God, dude! I, I know I you. I know you saw his almost dunk against Denver in the regular season. Exactly. When yep. everyone's faces on the Denver bench. <laughs> yep. Even they were like, even they were like, damn, I don't want to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, he, I think it's necessary. I, I know, and I know it's not Pop's thing. I know that he wants his veterans out there, but damn, Rudy Gay isn't playing like a veteran. I mean, yeah. Rudy Gay's going to get it together. He even said he's going to get it together. He's, I mean, he's Rudy Gay. Yeah. But Rudy Gay has not had a lot of playoff experience. And in the end, just because his teams don't really get there, it's not his fault. So, he just so, don't get there when he was injured. So then you want you want Lonnie to get Rudy's minutes? Not necessarily get Rudy's who's, minutes. So, so who's just, so whose minutes is he going to take? Shit, man. I I mean, that's a good question. In game, like if if he wants five minutes, okay, because I I'm with you. I'm all with you. There's something about the way he fucking glides in the air, bro. This guy yeah. just gets off the ground and just like floats. He has like a trajectory, you know, like you can just see his his arc path because it's he just yeah. kind of floats up and you kind of see where he's gonna. I don't know, man. He and he's he's so smooth. Oh my goodness, man. I just I want to see him too, bro, because he's gonna surprise us. He's gonna surprise us yeah. on the offensive end. I I still I still think he's not tr- not that he's not not that he's bad but he's not playoff trustworthy on the defensive end cuz it's not just about being able to guard in with the Spurs yeah. like we don't put anyone on the island we're going to send help and it's about 
yeah. helping the helper. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are oh, you, are, are you, are you going to be talking about, you talking about Lonnie? Yeah. On Lonnie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I don't think we can really trust him like to be that, that third or fourth rotation guy on defense just yet, because it's not proven. It's not that we can't trust him. It's hard to give playoff minutes to him because yeah. you know, if he's the reason why we get scored on twice. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's not because he's on ball, but he should have been in help, or she, he should have sunk and helped the helper, or whatever. And he doesn't maybe, do it. I feel like it's so easy to sit him down, you know. Maybe I, maybe I just haven't. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't. I, I'm not. I'm not seeing that. Because I saw that. I know I saw that against the Warriors mm-hmm. for sure. And then leading up to. Maybe you know the tail end, almost the tail end. But I feel like the end of the season when he was getting more minutes, I didn't see that a lot. He was I, improving. I thought he was. He was improving. I'm not saying that he's garbage or whatever. I'm just saying no. that playoff time, yeah. those minutes are are very important. You know, and can yeah. you trust him yet? You know, and I feel like last, like like last year, we didn't even trust Derek White yet and we had every opportunity to play him more minutes just because we knew we weren't really gonna do much you know in that series and he played a little bit i think Derek white and he surprised us i remember he dropped like a dime or something i remember last year in the in the playoffs he got like three minutes or something at the end of some game and mm-hmm. and he played well but i and i can see that in lonnie i'm like oh he's gonna be good i just don't know if he's ready now and i feel with with Marco or Davis um, shooting as well as uh, and playing as well as they're playing, I mean Davis is is shooting really well. Uh, Marco Bellinelli, man, I just love to see Marco play. Marco's my favorite player to watch when he's on the floor because he he's moving, he's cutting, he catches, he pump fakes, he passes, he moves, he gets it back, you know, and then he attacks or he he'll pump, you know, he'll pump fake you like Manu used to and send you flying mm-hmm. and then just, you know, knock it down. He's just he's so crafty. You know, the way he comes right. around screens, like he'll come off like two screens and then like run to the corner or something and to get his shot and then just really have his guy chasing him around and, and it's 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 fun to watch. He's my fun. He's he's the most fun player to, for me to watch. He played 22 minutes in last game, and <clears throat> he finished with eight points. And our bench poured it poured it on in game one. They didn't really pour it on game two. And we know that's the X factor. I mean, Malone came out and said it. He's like, well, you know, we have Rudy. They have Rudy Gay, Marco Bellinelli, and Patty Mills coming off the bench. We have guys that were in the G League. I didn't. I didn't like that comment. I didn't like. I it really either. didn't like that comment. Yeah, that was weak because we got a lot of guys that weren't even drafted. We got guys that's yeah. coming from the the G League. So Two yeah, guys in our starting lineup. Cool. <laughs> Rob, I made my decision. Okay. I made my decision. Okay. You you said who would take his minutes? Yeah. It just came to me. Okay. How about this? How about we just don't put? And this is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. How about we don't put Patty Mills? and Bryn Forbes on the court together. And instead of doing that, why can't he just take some of maybe Forbes' minutes or, like, split it and take some of Patty's minutes? Because, honestly, Lonnie Walker, like, I think the reason why I'm so high on him right now and I'm saying, because I usually don't say this for especially rookies, mm-hmm. that, yeah, put him in this situation. I, I, it's just that at the end of the season when he was getting his minutes, he looked very impressive just as far as uh, how he was distributing the ball, uh, some of the finds he made. Do you remember that find he made um, in the corner? On the baseline? On one of those games? Yeah, yeah. Yes, dude. Like, that was a good pass. He's cap- that's what he's capable of. And Popovich has put him in situations where he ran the offense. Yes, and, he's bringing up the ball. And, 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 and here's the thing. It'll be one thing if we were first seed. We had everything wrapped up. We're not playing for anything. And, you know, Lonnie Walker's getting his minutes. No, these were situations where these were must-win games. You don't want to go against the Warriors first round. You want to get the best seeding possible at that point. Everything is close. And the last few games were must-win games. We put him in those situations, and he flourished. So I just see it as an opportunity to say, 
you know what, Loney. And and honestly, when I saw him go in, because we the first game, game one, we put him in there for like seven point six seconds. <laughs> yeah, uh, I counted. Yeah. <laughs> I was so I, was, I didn't understand that, uh, but maybe you can explain that to me. But he, all right, so we put him in for seven point six seconds. The look on look on his face was like, yeah, I'm ready. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm here for. I know what Pop wants out of me. And then we didn't see him again. And I just don't understand. I mean, I know that it's hard. Like, I know that Popovich, um, it's hard for him to, to put in young guys. And he wants to wait. He wants them to learn. And I understand all that. But honestly, this whole team is new. This whole team hasn't played together in the playoffs. Uh, Rudy Gay hasn't played a lot of playoff games, and yeah. he gets he gets plenty of minutes. And Rudy Gay has not played to playoff caliber, so I, I just don't believe that Loney Walker would do worse than I mean, what some of the other guys did. And last game, honestly, dude, last game we didn't get much out of anybody, but yeah. Demar, you know, L.A. DeMar like we didn't get much. Yeah. And I think that putting him in might have been a good. That would have been a good idea. Uh, game two, that would have been perfect. The perfect opportunity. Because yeah. you're right. I mean, outside of of our of Derek White and uh, our t- our two guys, Bryn Forbes mm-hmm. five points, Jakob five points, Rudy Gay five points, Patty Mills five points. Davis, Bertans, yep. three points. You know, yeah, just to kind of shake it up and see. I mean, he played a minute 15. <laughs> he played a little bit more in game two. But yeah. you're not wrong, bro. Like, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, bro. Like, I know I'm skeptical about his defense, and I just that, – that's me. That's the coach in me thinking, you know. Like, can I trust yeah, this I guy on, on, on defense? But the Spurs fan in me is like – Throw him out there, baby. Let him sink or swim. Kawhi did it. You did it with Kawhi. But Kawhi was yeah. coming in as an elite rebounder and defender, you know, as a rookie. So <clears throat> I guess, I guess, I guess I also see it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a coach like you, but I, I don't know. Usually I would be skeptical, but it's just this season is so unique, and we just don't have the luxury that we used to have and I feel like that we should just go all out. Like we don't have that luxury of Tim Duncan, you know, being able to bring in the guys and say, All right, this is what we need to do. We don't have the luxury of Tony Parker knowing that Tony Parker at the end of the game probably gonna hit a big shot. We don't have the luxury of Mono Ginobili coming off the bench and being a spark plug and knowing that he's gonna do his thing. Like everybody is a is a question mark as far as right now. Jakob has not played uh maybe many minutes at all in Toronto. I don't, I don't even know if he played much in the playoffs in Toronto. So how so, many years How many years until Lonnie Walker is our best player? Best player? Yes, dude. Oh, I don't, I don't know. You think he'll be our, our best player? I think at, I one, at one point he, he could be. Probably, probably a few, probably a few years when DeMar starts aging a little bit i guess i mean i i don't see him being better than demar for a while yeah i don't i don't know i mean that's a good question i'm not i'm not quite sure i, I just know lonnie and this is another thing man and i know this is like really off base at this point but it, it makes me very i i just really question what Dejounte's role is going to be yeah, on this road, like on this team, because I'm just looking at this team, and like I said with Lonnie Walker, and one of the reasons I say just put him out there is because he controls the offense, and he has that. He definitely has a he has playoff. I mean, not playoff. He has point guard in him. Playmaking. So mm-hmm. yeah, playmaking. He's he's a playmaking guard for sure. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I just think there's there's just, something about his built. There's something about the way yeah. he's built. And yeah. how easy it is it is for him to get his body off the floor and yeah. what he can do with it athletically. And there's something about finesse in a rookie that's hard to find. And mm-hmm. there's a confidence there. There's a, hum, a humility there. So you know the work ethic isn't going to be a question. It's just going to be a yeah. question about a matter of time. And I think 
he can easily be just as good as DeMar DeRozan in three years by year three. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. he can easily be uh, fighting as our best player with Derek White in year five. Like, I think... Yeah, I think his trajectory is going to take off like a fucking rocket. You know what I mean? Like whenever he does yeah. get his opportunity, and it's probably next season at some point where he's going to be playing more minutes off the bench than than Patty will. You know, he'll be playing yeah. more minutes off the bench. That's even if we bring uh, Rudy Gay back next year. You know what I mean? Like you never know. Yeah. You know, so, so I think it, it's like Derek. It, it's going to have that. It's inevitable. We have to play him. You know what I mean? Like, type mm-hmm. of, he's that good. He's ready. And I think he's taken that same curve. He's been killing in the G League, dropping 20-some points a game, too easy. And there's some games where I know that they they tell him to do stuff. Like, like look, man, this game, work on your playmaking. Be a playmaker. You know, be a shooter. Yeah. Be, a, be a slasher. Be a rebounder. You know, it's like like try execute the offense, find the open guy. You know, it's like that's just, that's the thing about our system. That's how that's how we can develop players is because we do that down there, and yeah, and a full season of that mixed in sprinkled with some NBA experience makes for a very obviously makes for a very good year two from Bryn Forbes, from uh, Derek White to like you could even go back right. We could even keep going. But just right now, those two guys, I mean, it's working. The system's working, you know. Uh, what you so, said and what you what you said about Lonnie Walker, like how he just kind of glides in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he is a confident bastard because I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> the, the way that he's even in that play and he does it often and I, I see it all the time. It is Michael Jordan-esque mm-hmm. the way that he can float in the air uh-huh. and then he he's just so confident that he's like i don't even have to dunk this shit yeah i ain't gonna exert my energy i'm just gonna try to lay it in yeah and he does it all the time where it's like in the middle of a dunk he's like nah nah i'm too pretty for that yeah and it's I'm, like dude i'm gonna bring, the th- I'm gonna bring this thing crazy. back around and scoop it in <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's like he's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass you and take your wife He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I like y'all relationship. He just kind of lay, lay it in. It's like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he, he he has it in him. Like he's he's amazing. And I I I know I know it's crazy. I know just they put him in there. But honestly, a lot of people on this team that don't have playoff experience. Let's and there's fucking, a lot of let's fucking do it, man. You know what? Yeah. His opportunity his opportunity is gonna come. So I'm with he you. Gonna show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that Denver's screwed as well, and it's going to be ended in five. We're going to take care of two home games. I'm not saying they're going to be easy, but we should be able to, with our crowd behind us, we're going to hit shots. The ball is going to be moving. You're going to have at least two guys coming off the bench that are going to probably combine for about 20, 25. You know, like that's that's what we do at home. Uh, we have the best bench in the league at home. Um, that's why we're so tough. Uh, so... I'm before the playoffs started. There's a few things that I'm proud of. On mm-hmm. one one thing, non Spurs related, when someone asked me if there's any team that can give the Warriors a run for their money, I said the Clippers. Like two months ago, yeah, I was like, man, for some in some, I hope it just works out that if Golden State's the second seed, they're the Clips are seventh, you know, or some way they just end up playing each other because. That was the one team. Look, when you when you have a team as talented as Golden State, you can't beat them with talent. You can't beat them with a shooting. You can't no. beat them with all that stuff. So you got to beat them with like LeBron had it right. You got to get all these like rough, tough guys. And well, yep. LeBron had did it kind of the the lazy way, where the Clips have in house put together a team full of those guys. You know that you know. They can just get all we, up in, you know, these guys' heads and and kind of p- make them play on tilt. You know what I'm saying? And uh, are we 
Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about the Warriors? Oh shit! I have, I'm going, I have plenty I'm, to say about that. <laughs> I'm going on a whole tangent here. Anyways, the sec the second oh. thing I was really proud of is that I wanted to play Portland in the second round. They were like, Rob, who do you want to play? You don't want to play the Warriors? I'm like, look, fuck the Warriors. I don't care. Right. I want to play. I want to play Portland in the second round because Portland just without their big guy. Come on, like, like I'm so and yeah. it, you know, it's kind of balancing itself out because Paul George isn't really healthy either. Um, so I think Dame is just showing up. He's like, it's my time. And in round two, to get to the conference finals, there's no other team I want to play. And dude, just some by fun, some fucking miracle, those things worked out. And I'm like, dude, we're gonna take care of Denver. It's gonna be fucking. I thought six games max, and then I was like, "Then we get to play Portland. We're gonna fucking walk our way into the conference finals, bro." And by the way, I wasn't trying. I wasn't stopping you when you were talking about the Warriors. I actually wanted to talk about the Warriors. <laughs> no, I know, I, but I knew, I knew what would happen if I kept going. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, man! I would. I would let me just go say a few things no, about go the Warriors. Go for it. Okay, so the Warriors. I, <laughs> I can't, I can't stand them. I really hate them. But here's the thing. What I'm seeing them go through, and when you just said that that was one thing you were proud of, is that you called it that the Clippers would give them a hard time. Mm-hmm. I, I think any team, like you said, any team that's tough and rough is going to give them a hard time because they're fucking soft mentally. Yeah. It's, it's, everything that they do is soft. The, the, the constant and, – and this isn't like, you know, just – saying, oh, okay, that's trash because they do that. Because, I mean, they, they're the best at it. But the three-point shooting, I mean, it's, it's soft. The going to get KD, you know, after you had a monumental season, it's fucking soft. It, 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 you know, getting kicked out of the finals because you got you just feel it in you to call LeBron the B-word. That's soft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you during the season, you know, people calling you cup two. That's soft. <laughs> Everything they do is soft. Going on to Twitter and Instagram and arguing with 10-year-olds, you're soft on a burner account. Come on. This is a soft team at their core. They're extremely talented, but at their core, they are soft. And they have the hardest road to the Western Conference Finals yep. in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And we have – I don't want to say – you know, I hate to say easy because, yeah. I mean, I guess out of the East, I mean, it will be easier in the East, but – you know, in the West, we have it the easiest. Yeah. And and it, it should be that way because I'm tired of the Warriors. Yep. And they should go to six or seven games with the damn Clippers that don't even have a superstar. They yep. deserve it because and, – and they're going to be – and I'm telling you right now, it already happened, you know, when Boogie Boogie went down. And we all kind of expected that Boogie probably would go down. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, every single season, they have jeopardized little bit of chemistry for talent, a little bit of chemistry for dominance, a little bit of chemistry, and they've been doing that, and they sacrificed their longevity. They're not going to be a longevity team. Mm-hmm. So now they're in a situation where they have players on their own team that are kind of mentally soft, extremely talented, and then they don't even like each other. By the time they even get to the West Conference <laughs> Finals, if they can get there, yeah, they're going to be broken. Yeah. So, if we look far ahead to the Western Conference Finals and you say we go against the Warriors, they're going to be broken, and we're another tough team that's going to break you down. Yeah. Or or we go against the Rockets, and Mike D'Antoni has never beat Popovich in the playoffs. Yep. So I like our chances a I, lot. I fucking agree with you 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> Hell yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's Yeah, that's even if they can get past the Rockets. That's true. They're going to go to seven Mm -hmm. in the second round. We're going to stay around five or six with Portland. I don't think Portland can execute, has the personnel to execute the way that they'll need to. And and every just like just like fucking Pop says, man, every round gets tougher. You know what I mean? Fucking every round gets tougher. You have to play harder. You have to be more attention to detail. And and it's not easy. It's not easy. and Dame Lillard is so and, – and Dame Lillard is a bad man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, he is. It's nothing against him. Mm-hmm. But I think part of the reason he's even more fired up is because of Westbrook. Yeah. Because he he knows – and honestly, and some people might disagree with this, but he knows he's better than Westbrook. And, yeah. and he likes getting in his head. And mm-hmm. when Westbrook goes 
up there and Wes Briggs, as you know, Skip Bayless would say, yeah. I mean, he really gets fired up. He's like, you're going to come in my house and think you're going to shoot on me? Do you know who I am? I'm fucking Dame Lillard. Yeah. And then he'll just come down there and light you up. Yep. So I, I think, I think yeah, the, the only thing I worry about with Trailblazers, the only thing, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, DeMar DeRozan makes sure this doesn't happen. Um, I always feel as if LaMarcus Aldridge get a little, little soft or a little like starstruck going against the Trailblazers. And I, I and after this season where that stuff kind of came out where he's like, you know, yeah, me and Lily talked about reuniting and all this. It's just like, ah, that's that's going to be kind of irritating because if he don't come out for blood, um, that's not going to be good because Trailblazers, are, they're a tough team, and they're not going to just lay down. So we're going to need you to be willing to, you know, to, you know I don't mean to use this phrase, but just cut their throat. Like, yeah. We're going to need that. Yeah, yeah. We, we he'll be uh he'll be the X factor because when their big guy went down, actually I forgot his name, Nurkic, right? Nurkic. Nurkic. Um, yep. When he went down, I don't see now who they're gonna put to stop him. You know, like they got Cancer, they got Collins, they got uh yeah. uh Leonard. You know, Miles Leonard. Um, wait, 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 wait. They they have Nick Collins. Oh no, no, you say Collins. Not Miles Leonard. Thought, um, yeah, Collins, the sophomore. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant I thought you meant Collison. That's what I thought you said. Oh, okay, no, no, no. Collins, that one dude who played for Gonzaga. He's all right. Yeah, he's yeah. tough. He's a tough kid, but you know he's he's not gonna do anything to Lamarcus. Lamarcus just gonna be like, ooh, no. ooh wah, wah, bucket, you know, ooh, yeah, bucket, and he'll yeah. be the guy that they're gonna be having a double team for sure. And so we'll see how we play when we get there. I know it's kind of getting ahead of the wagon, a little bit ahead of the curve, but we can see it. You know, the the map is there. The the, the lines are are there for us to follow to freaking get to the finals yo, this year. You kidding me? Yo, if we're if we're like okay, we can be wrong. You know, as yeah. far as the Nuggets or whatever. But I'm. It's just I've seen this too many times before. And the type of team that the Nuggets are, they don't have a fucking shot. It, like at yeah. all yeah. against the Spurs, and and before this season started, I mean before this series started, I had in my mind, okay, you know it's gonna be a tough series six seven, mm-hmm. but after watching them in these first two games, they don't have a chance at all. The way that their coach speaks, the way that uh, they have to be, you know, wheeled into these these games, the the way that they try to go off of their crowd, they're just kind of fucked and. You know, and when I see them, they remind me of the old OKC team, the the young OKC team that went against the Lakers in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just not going to be enough. You yeah. you got you got some talent. You know, you run off your crowd or whatever. Your crowd's excited, and it's just not enough. And honestly, their crowd, their fans that they need so badly, aren't that great to them. And I mean, when they started booing them, you know, because missing shots started booing mm-hmm. Will Barton. Yeah. He, he was missing shots and booing yeah. them off the court. I was like, okay, <laughs> you guys need this crowd, and this yeah. crowd is willing to boo you off the court. Yeah, they, There's nothing. You, you can't beat the Spurs. Spurs has got to come out and play. Yeah. And you, you, you're not going to be able to beat them. Yeah, they're young. They're talented. They ain't ready, though. They're not ready, and we're, nah. and we're experienced, and we have two veteran guys that have been the playoffs. Three, actually, with Patty. Well, four. Marco. You know, we have four, yeah. four guys that have really been there and done it. And it's just too much experience where they only have Paul Millsap. We should be able to get it done. All right. So <clears throat> that being all said, man, I think I think that's it, bro. So what's your uh, what's your prediction for Game Three? Then I'll let you get out of here. Yeah. Game Three, and you know they always say that Game Three in these series are the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, I see us coming in with a different mindset, and the scary thing about us is that we kind of ride off our crowd as well. Yeah. We can we can do it away, you know, just because of the experience, but we're a totally different beast when we're at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Spurs' whole mindset was, yes, take one at Denver. If we can just, you know, get one in Denver, they're done. Yeah. So I think that they're going to come in. The crowd's going to be ignited. The crowd's going to be way more excited than I think previous seasons just yeah. because it's the first time they'll see DeMar in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Uh 
you know, we're still got the little Kawhi hangover where, you know, the, the whole fan base has been reunited, yes. uh, reignited after the uh, Kawhi incident. So I think that we're going to really bring it to them. And I can very well see the Spurs having a blowout tomorrow. All right. So I, like I, so I think we'll blow them out. So, the so then what, uh, at what quarter are we going to see Lonnie Walker? We ain't gonna see Lonnie Walker. I, I want to. I want to. I want to see Lonnie Walker. Uh, <laughs> if we see Lonnie Walker, it'll be at the end of the fourth, or you know, for seven seconds at the okay. end of the first quarter. So, so, <laughs> so check this out. He's gonna he's gonna sub in around two twenty in the first. Two twenty in the first. Okay, I got it. That's what that's what's gonna happen. All right. So, and he's gonna drop ten points and <clears throat> make a name for himself in the playoffs. Get himself a highlight reel or something like that. If he could, if he get one stretch, if if they put him in, let's say they actually did do that, because mm-hmm. I guess that's not that's not too crazy to say if they did something like that. Yeah, so if especially they did if that, Pop sees that the game is going in a way in which we have total control. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're right. if we're up 19 to to 14 in the first quarter and they're just missing everything you know or or just things are just going our way it's like hey put the kid in you know yeah yeah if, if he if he makes a name i really do believe this if he comes in and he's explosive he makes good decisions because that's the basic thing with pop because i think lonnie and i said this earlier and i might have said it to you on another uh one of your podcasts that the main problem with Lonnie was every time he gets in, he's trying to show coach that I can play. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't realize that coach knows you can play. He just wants you to make good decisions. And I think that he's finally making very, very mature decisions on the court. And I think that that's what would give him his minutes. Not how many points, not it, it will be the good decision making that he's capable of doing now. Lead so. us, Lonnie. Lead us. Lead us, Lonnie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Destin, man, thanks for hanging out, man. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Spurs Wave. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, and it will be at Clan the Spurs Fan. Or you can type in Spurs Dynasty, but you probably need to type in at Clan, Clan the Spurs Fan. And on YouTube, Clan the Spurs Fan as well. That's a C, not a K. Cause yeah, I'm not about that. So. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, well, we got a big game in front of us. Uh, it's gonna be a good one, man. We'll talk soon. Yes, sir. All right. All right, man. Catch you later. Big shout out to Destin for dropping in for over an hour. Just want to remind you guys to follow us on Instagram at a Bucking Spurs Podcast, iTunes, Spotify. Share the love. Go Spurs, go. Thank you to Eris Energy for sponsoring this podcast. Again, if you are in the Rio Grande Valley, Corpus, Laredo, uh, El Paso, San Antonio area, and you want to get energy independent, go to at Texas on Facebook.com. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Go Spurs, go.